Hello everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane and we are so glad that you could join us for Happy Hour on this Family Tree Podcast episode 190. Woo! We just got back from not even a vacation, it was an adventure. Such an adventure and we are now both paying for it. I mean, I can barely speak, I can't smell. Every time we come home from an, ad- yeah. an adventure of sorts, we're sick for a week. This is everyone though. I've looked it up and anytime you're eating poorly, mm-hmm. which I think everyone on vacation is eating poorly. Part of fun. And if you're not eating poorly, I don't know, you must be on like a retreat or a health retreat, <laughs> yeah. which I always fantasize about doing but have never done. But you're eating poorly, typically you're drinking poorly too, mm-hmm. like you're drinking more alcoholic beverages or if not alcoholic beverages, fun, fruity, sugary drinks and you're body just is going through so much more in that week than usually it would go through in months in terms of consumption. Almost everyone gets sick like this when they get back from a trip. See, those health retreats must be, because I fantasize about that too, Shane. You know, like we've talked about that together being like, oh, let's go do like a, you know, a really peaceful vacation. But those got to be made for people who just go on so many trips in the year. Because if you're, if you've got one or two or, you know, a minimal amount, you want to use that time that you have to get away to really have fun, typically, right? But I think if you're doing that all the time, then you're like, oh, yeah, now let's sneak in a health one. But can a health retreat be fun? And if anyone's ever been on one, let me know. Yeah, I, I assume it's got to be. But I'd still be like, if we were at a health retreat and it was like our one vacation in a year, I'd be like, where do we sneak in the martinis? <laughs> why, <laughs> why not just not go on a health retreat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So if you listen to our last podcast, you'll know there was a Nicole Kidman party in (laughs) New York City that we may or may not have gotten into. Um, But that was on the back end of the trip. Yes. The first end of the trip was actually like a family vacation. And the back end was us trying to ostensibly sneak into a high power party filled with millionaires, supermodels and billionaires. Yes. But we'll get to that. Let's start Lost with to say. family vacation. Lots first. to say about it. And as far as family vacation goes, so we went to Florida. We've been to Florida many times with the kids. It's honestly one of the easiest places to travel as a family if you're coming in from Canada, especially the East Coast, because it's nice and close. But we went to a new place this time. So in the past, we've been to like the hot spots like Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Fort Lauderdale Delray Beach, uh, Miami. But this time we went to a place called Destin. So it's not on that part of Florida that sticks out from the continent. It's on like the mainland right before the panhandle. Is that the panhandle? I know nothing about geography. <laughs> and it's it's there. But it's on a really beautiful area. They call it the Emerald Coast. So it's Destin and Fort Walton. They are right beside each other. And that's where we stayed. So we're going to go over some pros and cons about traveling to this really cool spot. So do you want to start off with some pros? Let's start with the pros. Okay. okay. So my favorite of the pros is that Fort Walton and Dustin honestly has the best beach ever. Like better than any beach. The sand is white. It's soft. Like it feels like sugar under your feet. The water is so clear, so warm. There's... I mean, there's scary things in the ocean, but there's like nothing that was bothering us. Well, the jellyfish apparently do not sting. So I don't know what is going on out there, but people who are telling me this have been to places where jellyfish definitely do sting. They they don't mm. just think jellyfish don't sting in general, but the jellyfish seem very friendly. There's also, are they called stingrays? Manta rays. Manta rays. Okay. So not the thing that killed Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. No. So manta rays are flying around you. And that is at first scary, but once you realize that they're, you know, benign, uh, it's not as scary. They actually try to fly. Yeah. They will hop out of the water and flap their wings. They, they're basically their wings. Body. They're like yeah. water bats. And this was one of the most thrilling things, honestly, I've ever experienced. We were standing in the shallows and then a school of like 10 manta rays came by and they just kept doing this thing where they'd go in with the waves and they'd come and just swim around our feet and then go back and swim close. It was honestly so amazing. And like we'd wake up in the morning, we were staying at a condo, a family member's condo. We'd wake up and go out to the balcony with our coffee and we'd see dolphins jumping in and out of the water. Like it was magical but the beach itself is just amazing for the sand amazing for swimming and the water is just so inviting at all times of the day like you just want a nest deep plunge in that water every time you see it 
Yeah, I'm not a big sand person, which is why good sand is so important. Because mm-hmm. sand, usually you go to the beach, the sand is hot. Yeah. You got to wear flip-flops or whatever. This sand, for some reason, it's like specially designed where it's so <laughs> light that it doesn't heat up. So you can always walk through it, even when the sun is blistering down on it. It's yeah. really strange, magical sand. So there, And just to piggyback on that a little bit, I will say there is something so magical about it. Like I also hate sand because I hate how it gets everywhere. But I liked this sand so much that Shane and I even made out in it after a night at the bar. You're going to talk about that? That's all I'm saying. Okay. So I'm just saying it's so nice that I was even that reckless that we made out in the sand and yes. I didn't even care. Some people have a role in the hay. We have a role in the sand. <laughs> but it was really beautiful. And that alone is enough reason, I think, to go check it out. It is called the Emerald Coast because of how beautiful it is. All over the pants stuff, though. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Over the short now, um, okay. So what else? Oh, they had great food there. Great restaurants. The re- what was our favorite restaurant? What was that? Called? Okay, so we loved the Marina Cafe. It was like a date night one. It was a pricey one. Um, and Shane and I left the kids at home with Nona and Grandpa, and we went. It was phenomenal. Like the seafood at all the restaurants is amazing, and if you're a seafood eater, that's what you should get because it's also fresh. But Shane is not. And even he was devouring my scallops because they were to die for. I had three bites. Let's cool it with the hyperbole. Shane, you usually have zero bites. That's, That's devouring. True, for- but I loved it. I thought it was great. I could have eaten a whole meal. Mm-hmm. So for me to take three bites, devouring. I guess it's devouring. But we got to put it in context. <laughs> it's not like uh, I'm a big seafood guy, but this one was transcendent. Also, every place where we're staying, maybe this is just common in Florida or maybe the States in general. Has happy hour. Yes. We opened this podcast saying welcome to happy hour, but there's not really that many happy hours going on in Canada. And if they are, it's like, oh, you get $1 off your $14 drink. This place is doing like at the fanciest restaurant, the highest class, best place. You have to dress up. You're not allowed to wear a hat, you know, all that. They give you buy one, get one free. Meals, meals, not Which drinks. Which is usually associated with lower tasting food you know stuff that's a little bit cheaper this was amazing stuff also half price every drink on the menu at the bar so you're not you're spending a lot still Mm -hmm. but hardly anything what you actually should be spending no it's like you and i went and had the most gorgeous meal beautifully prepared gorgeous ambiance everything for the price of a meal at like it should have been the price of like a super expensive mm-hmm. meal in Toronto, but instead it was like the price of the keg, maybe the keg, yeah. which is still expensive. Yeah, just over a hundred. And this was many drinks too. Um, but this was in the happy hour too. You're probably thinking, oh, you probably had to be there at between three and four or something. The happy hour was at like five to six, which is nuts. generally around the area we eat some nights anyway. Yeah. And all you have to do is get your order in before six o'clock hits and then you get one of your meals for free. Yes. So if you go to this area, all the restaurants are home runs. Even we went to a um, like a Lazy River style hotel. Oh, yeah. uh, Because, yeah, we wanted a really warm pool. So we ventured off and went to uh, this pretty awesome place that had a swim up bar. It was called The Island, right? Yeah. And they charge you $25 for a day pass. But when it's not in season, which is when we went. They'll just let you saunter in. Mm-hmm. You just go and they don't really ask you too many questions or expect you to pay the $25. The pool is amazing there. Uh, they have an awesome hot tub, swim up bar, and the best pizza, I think. Oh, my God. Thinking about that pizza makes me hungry. Phenomenal mm-hmm. pizza. So, yeah, overall, that was a fairly convenient vacation. I mean, we're staying there with family. Yep. So in a bigger place than you'd normally get like it's not a hotel it's a condo yep so we're staying with family we have that kind of fun being around family for a prolonged period they're babysitting the kids for us so we can go out and at nighttime and have a blast and um i i also got to see uh this man named leo he's i guess my uncle leo and his wife melissa who uh they had like gifts for our kids and like it was it was insane. It was phenomenal. So we get there and Melissa and Leo show up with bags of toys for the kids to keep them occupied in the mornings and after swimming for the day and everything like 
bracelet making stuff, Barbies, everything they could imagine. So the kids are on top of the moon. It was it was so special. And yeah, they stayed. So they own uh, two rooms, two condos, I yeah. guess you call them. And they were two doors over from us. And they were like our tour guides. So they'd take us around and we could go out at night with them when my dad and, uh, you know, the kids known out were looking after the babysitting them. We would be going out getting a tour with Melissa and Leo. So that was also a huge pro, I found. Oh, it was amazing. Traveling with family is always huge on our list and a priority for us because it does make life so much easier uh, when you do bring the kids. But the last pro I want to say mm-hmm. is the great vibe. Every restaurant, hotel, like everything just felt cool. Even Shane and I were going to the little local bars on our one of we had two day nights and we went to some local bars. Amazing vibes, like mm-hmm. so fun. And they really were all locals there. And I liked mixing it up, going somewhere where the tourists go, going to some of the local places. Well, this place doesn't get many Canadians. No. So it's way more of a novelty to meet a Canadian. And there was a Toronto Maple Leafs hockey game where they were against Tampa Bay. Yeah. So obviously all the Florida people are rooting for Tampa Bay. And we don't even give a shit about hockey, but we're pretending we care about the Leafs. But it's creating engagement because the, we're mentioning we're from Toronto. Toronto's down. I think they were down four to five. They ended up winning six to five. But then everyone wanted us to buy them shots. They're like, you owe us. And Like they were literally, this one guy took it upon himself to go around the bar and be like, these guys are from Canada. They won. They're buying us shots. And I had to go up to him. I was like, buddy, he's telling every single person at the bar this. I'm like, we're not buying shots for everybody. We bought two or three of them shots. We- well, I didn't realize how cheap they were. I would have bought shots for the whole bar. <laughs> oh, the beers there, eighty-seven cents for like a reg- for a bush. Because it was Bush's birthday. No, it or was something? the bar's birthday, and I guess like maybe they're sponsored by Bush or something. So they were selling bushes that yeah, night for eighty-seven we, cents. We had, yeah, we bought them shots and then uh, some beers, and it came to seventeen bucks. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was so fun. So yeah, between the great beaches. Like, not even great beaches. I, the best beaches. Great restaurants. Great vibe. It is definitely uh, a hit to go to. And I thought that, you know, going to those places, like Shane said, we went to this place to the island. We also got day passes to the Hilton Garden Inn and the Holiday Inn, which have lazy rivers and yeah, things. Yeah, that one had the lazy river. Mm-hmm. The island actually doesn't have a lazy river. It has a massive heated pool. Yeah. And going to those places with the kids made our days so easy because then we'd be in the water with them all day. It was beautiful uh, and just a ton of fun. Do we switch to the cons? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, let's switch to the cons. So I'm going to start off with just the kind flights. of chronological. <laughs> yeah, the flights. So it is actually impossible. Like direct flights do not exist from anywhere near the area we live to Destin or anywhere near that area. So I was looking at flights from Toronto, Buffalo, Kitchener, Hamilton to bring us into anywhere near Fort Walton, Destin Beach area. So like there's an airport there, which is hideously expensive. Um, Trying to get into Pensacola, Mobile, Alabama, anywhere near that area. You cannot get a direct flight no matter how much money you're willing to pay. So if it's just Shane and I, honestly, I don't mind a layover. It kind of sucks when you're going to Florida because Florida's so close. You're like, why do I have to go take a layover? But I don't know. The stress on getting that connecting flight. Yeah. Flights these days, I don't know. They're always delayed. Maybe they always have been. But since my adult life flying more often, I find flights are just so delayed. Mm-hmm. So the odds of you missing that connecting flight is it has to be like 20% chance you're going to miss your connector. Yeah. And then the other thing is like if you have a connection, there's a greater chance that your luggage might not make it. And when you're traveling with kids, you have so much Wait, important stuff. Why, why is there a greater chance that your luggage may not Well, because then they need to move it to another plane. I don't think they do. Yeah. We moved planes, Shane. Yeah, but I think the luggage goes... Doesn't the luggage go on a s- special luggage plane? I don't think so, babe. No? No. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess, yeah. So when you're traveling with kids, you have things. And like your kids are picky. You know them. You're, they're little dictators. So they need to have that stuffy. They need to have that toy. Maybe you have medicine, diapers, a baby monitor, whatever. And when you travel with kids, you're always traveling heavy. Like you pack more than obviously you do without them. So that is another level of mega stress so i hate a layover flight with kids because i just 
I can't relax. It is how, how long would the flight be if we didn't have a layover? Like four hours. Four hours. Okay, so you're pretty much your day is consumed by flights otherwise mm-hmm. if you have the layover. So that was giant con. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was more expensive too, right? Yeah. So that's that's my second con is that it's expensive. So even with the layover flight, you'd think, oh, okay, like it's a crappy flight. Um, it's gonna be cheaper. No, no, no. It is so much more like expensive. What, double? So, yeah. So I'm gonna oh, just to compare it with like Orlando, right? So a flight to Orlando is gonna be a few hours long, and it was less than half of what it cost us can you just say the the prices like what's one ticket to orlando so i think like and we were looking last minute so you could probably even get better prices but last minute flights to orlando i was looking at 290 um per person american uh canadian okay for a return flight Mm -hmm. okay 290 pretty damn good then and that is also a direct flight okay? okay yeah and then a flight to Destin, well, we ended up flying to Pensacola, Florida, per person was almost um, almost $600 per person. 600 with kids and the kids aren't free. Uh, neither kid is free. So six times four. Yes. That's $2,400. And that's American or Canadian? Canadian. Canadian. Okay. But it was, it was madness. Like that part of it was madness. Thank God. And we didn't pay for the condo. We were staying with family. Mm-hmm. So, so less than 1000 versus 2400 yeah. Wow. So yeah, obviously it's insult to injury to be paying more and have a layover. So huge con. Okay. Yeah. So that that part was hard to swallow. Um, and then the last con that I will say for the area is that nothing is close. Like we like to go somewhere and be able to adventure, walk. We have more freedom. And with kids, it just it makes it easier when you can like walk to whatever. But this area, like there's not even when you go into where the restaurants are. There's not really a sidewalked area or... Yeah, I'll say this. Things are close to drive. Things are not close to walk. It's not walker friendly. It's not designed in a way for children to walk where you can hold their hands and walk smoothly. Yeah, it's like you need to have a car. Yeah, or be like me who, you know, I can take 40,000 steps in a day and walk for 20 minutes in one direction. Yeah, but not with kids. That's what I was was just saying. I was saying, or an adult like me who likes going on long walks, like my... My parents like going on long walks. My dad can walk for an hour and a half every morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just that. So it's like if you're planning on doing walking, checking out neighborhoods with the kids, it's not the best for that. But again, if you want to drive, like we Ubered a lot and that was great. That kind of solved that issue. Yeah. Another con for just the place we were staying at only, again, with kids. The pool that they had was cold. (laughs) So kids, they don't want to go in. The, that pool at that condo um and then you think oh well who cares just give them a bucket and they'll play on the beach all day no because lucy she's not used to beaches so kids are usually a little bit scared of the ocean at first yeah. it takes them a few days to warm up to it and lucy had this idea that the sand was since it was filled with rocks she said it was cutting her feet because she had learned the sand is made of a bunch of rocks so She's kind of like this Tim Robinson-esque character. She's like, ooh, that sand cut me. Ooh, it cut me. Carry me. My legs don't work. And she'll do this whole routine. So she couldn't go in the cold pool. She couldn't go in the beach. We had to go to this resort called The Island, which had this nice heated pool. Plus, like, it's as much of our vacation as it is for the kids, right? We're the ones taking off work. We're the ones paying for it. And we want to also feel good, feel relaxed, have fun. So even if the kids, you know, like if your kids are cool or fine with a cold pool, it's like they're, we want to swim. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, Betty were no, cold. but it's like we want to swim too. So we as adults definitely do not want to be swimming in a cold pool. We want to swim in something that's very, very warm. So it was nice for Shane and I because then we were spending like, what, seven hours a day not even getting out of the water with the kids. It was a blast. Like, it was so nice. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it was definitely fun. So check that place out, too, if you go down to the area, because it's a really good way. It's a really good way to do it, I think. Okay, another con. Yeah. As good as it was, it's, I feel like when sometimes if you're staying with family, it's the best. You get to hang with them all the time. Yeah. But we were also inconveniencing them a lot. They let us, get since, you know, they're hosting, my dad and Roseanne, they're so nice. They give us this... The big bed. 
my dad's going to sleep on the couch. You know, they wouldn't have it any other way. And Roseanne wanted to sleep with, with who's, you know, my stepmom there, Nona, wanted to sleep in the room with the kids. Yeah. In theory, that's okay. However, these kids will keep you up all night in a way because one of them, it's going to oscillate every other night of which one's going to have the, the rough night. So Roseanne wasn't having the best sleeps. I felt so bad. The kids were making her sick. I was feeling a little guilty because I, I was kind of ruining her vacation time through this. Then we had to switch Betty to our room to sleep with us. So just that would be a downside of staying with family because there is this guilt ride you can go on where someone's getting inconvenienced yeah. and they're, although they're being nice, they're not necessarily comfortable Oh, I felt I felt so bad about that every night. And like, so I think that's part of the reason why I couldn't sleep in in the mornings. Mm -hmm. So I was waking up at 4.30 or 5 every morning, knowing the kids were waking up. They're Nona. And I'm like, oh, man. But I was trying to sleep because I'm like, look, it's happening anyway. I may as well sleep and take advantage of it. But I just couldn't sleep. So then I would end up getting out of bed at 6 or 7 like I would at home. Probably yeah. around. I think I'd get up around 6 and you'd get up around 7 or 8. Um, but it was that was tough. Because then nobody got a good sleep. Yeah. I felt so terrible about that. And also, you know, the, when you're with close with family, old habits kind of like my dad kind of forgets that I'm the parent to Lucy and, and right. Betty. And when you have kids, little kids, they change plans. Yeah. Often. So there was this one dinner plan, I guess, to get pizza. But then Lucy wanted shrimp. And then my dad was just like a little upset that plans were changing. And it was like, Dad, we have to be loose with the these things. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, why do we have to have anxiety surrounding the meal? And we kind of had one of those confrontations in front of you. So that was embarrassing. Well, it's, it's just funny because like when you're a parent, you are just so used to it every day, right? Every single day, especially if you're in it, because when your kids are grown up, you're out of it for so long, you kind of forget. But when you're in it and your kids are young, you are a hundred times a day changing your plans, making amends, compromising. And then to be put in a situation where people forget what that's like, it's a little bit jarring. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, why can't we just be pleasant here? <laughs> and he's like, because that's how I am. And I was like, OK, fair enough. Because we were doing the math. We're like, how old are our parents? You you said my dad was about 65. I'm like, I think he's 67, but he's 69. So mm -hmm. that's the way he is. He's 69. Fair enough. I don't feel like I'm going to change him, but I can't change either. I ha These kids are now like my dad told this funny story of when he was a kid. He'd go out to dinner and he'd eat basically liver and onions. Yeah. And he was expected to just enjoy that. Yeah. Kids now, the, like even though it's a pizza, she says she hates pizza. So we have to call an audible and get her shrimp. And you kind of, you get used to just going yeah. with the flow. And that was, I found one of the minuscule cons when you're staying with family that you're affecting other people and their expectations. and. Yeah they can get aggravated when things shift courses, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But all in all, super fun vacation. Um, would love to go back there. All right, babe. Now let's get into our New York adventure. So this is a bit wild. So we are going home from Florida and then we are going to New York the next morning so that we can go to our Omega Watches party that Nicole Kidman is apparently hosting that yeah. night. We don't even know if it is our party, by the way. So just in case you didn't listen to the last podcast, Alex received an invite mm -hmm. to an Omega watch party. Omega, I've never heard of it before this invite, but Omega, apparently it's on par with Rolex. So it is a fancy watch. You could get like a $80,000 <laughs> Omega watch, and that would easily be a normal price for these watches. So it's fancy. Nicole Kidman is hosting this event. We suspect we were invited accidentally because there is an another there is another woman from new york city named alexandra cunningham who is a big art museum curator something she's she's the curator for the smithsonian and apparently she's like really cutting edge and she's making all the magazines in the art world and she's from new york and she seems like she'd be of this ilk to be invited her i researched her a little bit she also 
doesn't have an Instagram account. Alex does. Alex's email is available. I'm assuming an intern invited Alex and I guess me as the plus one <laughs> accidentally. I would almost bet my life on it. I would almost too. But you know what? I'm just going to enjoy you know, the invite that we got because this was just a hilarious turn of events. And we're like, let's take advantage of this. We didn't care. We we thought there is a likelihood we're going to get rejected at the, yep. the door because this curator woman, by the way, her name is Alexandra Cunningham Cameron. She kind of has like a hyphenated yeah. name or maybe her middle name's Cunningham. I don't know. But we're like, we could get busted here, but we also don't care. We're trying to be adventurous, use this New York trip as just an excuse <laughs> to go to New York City and have our own little private vacation to ourselves. So we were doing this and we were making the change from Florida to New York in like less than 12 hours. So it was very chaotic. It was a mega whirlwind. So we ended up getting home from Florida. Wait, did you say Omega whirlwind? I said a mega, but I oh. like that. But we ended up getting back home from Florida with the kids. Like we walked in the door at midnight on the Wednesday night, midnight. Put the kids to bed. Then Shane and I had to go and start packing our luggage because we had to wake up by four to catch our flight to New York. So we had, you know, like 30 minutes of packing, then went to sleep. So the, and this is different packing because it has to be cocktail attire. Yeah. So we have to put our dress shoes. I got a I have this actually really fancy. Um, what's that called? A sport coat. Sport coat. I got it from Holt Renfrew. I got it for 50 percent off. Fancy but boy. I'm very proud that it's like it looks like I could fit in with the Omega crowd because this is it was like twelve hundred dollars. I got it for six. Absolutely. You know, for, for me, normally I go to like Zara or something and just get a hundred dollar sport, sport coat, but I've got my like baller sport coat. And I had beautiful. I had like three or four dress options packed with shoes, like all my nice jewelry. I was really excited to take time when we finally got to New York and wash our hair, do my makeup real nice, do my hair real nice and like take time picking out a good outfit I felt nice in. And we're like, we got the whole day, babe. Our flight is so early. We're going to be in New York so early. We're going to have so much time to get ready so that we feel like we fit in with this crowd. Anyway, we get to the airport, still feeling good, check our luggage, settle in. We don't have the kids with us, so it feels, you know, extra kind of liberating. And then we go down because our flight's going to board in like 20 minutes. So we go down to the boarding area and there are thousands of people hanging around in the terminal. And it's like not just a busy terminal. It is bizarrely busy. We don't really know what's going on. And there's flight attendants sitting yes. down. And why are the flight attendants hanging out with us? Shouldn't they be on the plane? There were captains. Yes. And then they start making announcements. The airport was on lockdown. So apparently people had like that were supposed to leave the airport after arriving to Toronto. They were supposed to leave, get their baggage, whatever, and go. But then they were led the wrong way and went into the terminal. And these people also didn't get a proper security clearance before they left wherever, I think, Calgary. So then it sounds kind of weird and kind of funny, but then a huge team of police officers starts briskly walking down the terminal and there's serious faces. And SWAT team energy. Yeah, yeah. And they're yelling into the crowd, are you from Calgary? Have you spoken to anybody from Calgary? And everybody's looking flight, at each other. Flight, yeah. Were you on the Calgary flight? Put up your hand, which is, you know, if you are a terrorist. Who's going to say yes? Yeah, you wouldn't put up your hand probably. No. So it was ridiculous. So anyhow, things keep getting delayed. This lockdown keeps going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Then they finally make the announcement that the lockdown is over. So we're like, okay, great. So we go to check our flight time. Find out our flight has been canceled. So everybody on our flight is kind of freaking out and trying to get placed on different New York flights. And like a guy in front of us got placed on a flight like at that time. Somebody else in front of us didn't get placed on a flight until like 6 p.m. at night. It's pandemonium. People are crying. Some people are laughing. Some people are yelling. It's the weirdest vibe ever. Everyone it, has a different emotion going on. And Shane and I are just like, look. We just have to make it for that event. Like this is what our whole trip is predicated on is going to this event. So we have to be in New York on time. So it be, it went from us having the full day and us caring about that to like, you know, buying like special outfits, getting our hair done. I was going to get a haircut. Yeah. So it went to that being important to just making the event on time, which was mm -hmm. the event started at 7 or 7. 7.30? 7. Yeah. So anyhow, we ended up getting on a flight and it got us into the city at... Mm -hmm. 2 p.m. But we switched airports. So originally yes. we were going to fly to Newark 
Then we had to fly into LaGuardia. LaGuardia. So we knew, okay, we're switching airports. We need to make sure our luggage knows the people handling our luggage. They know to take it from the Newark airport plane and put it in the LaGuardia airport and plane. You guys, we asked three different airline workers for Air Canada. We're like, okay, our luggage is on the right plane, right? It's on the right plane. Yes, they said. Three we, people. Yeah, they laughed at us. They thought we were being annoying. Yes, we both looked at each other and said, our luggage is not going to arrive in New York. So we land at LaGuardia, take one look at the baggage thing and just went and walked right into baggage services and we're like, okay, our bag's not here. Can you tell me where it is? We gave her the little receipt. She said, oh, it hasn't even left Toronto. So I, even though I was expecting this, okay, I was fully expecting this to happen. I just can't help the tears at this point because it has just been such a crazy morning. We're on two and a half hours of sleep. We don't have our clothes that we need to get into this event. I'm wearing sweatpants with a yogurt stain on it in a, in, in a bad place. And uh, I'm wearing New Balance shoes. Yeah, I've got sweatpants on. I'm I'm wearing the same uh, shirt that I traveled home from Florida in. So I smell like BO, like I was taking care of the kids in it. So we are not prepared at all. I think it's what, 4, 4 4.30 at this point. Yeah. So not only do we not have the time that we thought we were going to have to shower because neither one of us had washed our hair since Florida. So not only did we not have the time to really get ready to a point where we feel good about ourselves, now we don't even have our clothes. So it's like a whole new set of panic sets in because we're like, okay, we don't even really know the area that our hotel is in. So we're going to have to go and take an Uber or cabs to a mall to get clothes for this event. So we're going to have like 20 minutes to buy clothes before we go so we're in the cab i call the airline people i after you know 40 minutes i finally get directed to the right person i say here's our situation we're going to an event with nicole kidman (laughs) i'm wearing sweatpants we need to buy new outfits what do we do how much money will the airline give to us they go well you can buy something within reason i go what is within reason like you know i need to buy dress shoes i need to buy a new sport coat she goes $150 per day. And no, she goes $150 for the first day and $50 every day thereafter that you're without your luggage. Per person. And I just can't believe it because to buy shoes alone, that's minimum $100 if we go to Zara. Yeah. Pants are going to be 50 minimum if we don't go to Value Village. And that is skimping it, to put it lightly. Sport coat's at least going to be $100. i am just thinking this is like a financial disaster and... I don't know. I don't know women's clothing. Like, Lord knows what you're (laughs) needing to spend. Well, luckily, I put my favorite pair of shoes in my carry-on only because we didn't have enough room in our actual baggage. So I had a pair of shoes on me, which really helped a lot, but none of my dresses, right? And my hair is greasy. Like, it was bad. So we ask your Instagram account, hey, has anyone been in this situation? How much will the airport actually give you? Because obviously, they're telling us 150, but... Are they lenient if they really screw up? And someone contacted us. Actually, a very prominent author contacted us. Yes. And she told us that for her, and mind you, she's, you know, big deal. They gave her $1,200 yep. to, to buy something. So that put us at ease a little bit. But we still went straight to Zara in what? I would say five minutes picked out our, we, our clothing. Yeah. So we walk into Zara. And mind you, so our hotel ended up being in a amazing area okay so we were staying at west 56 and fifth avenue and if you know new york you know fifth avenue is like the major shopping district except that the majority of stores are like prada gucci whatever so we're like okay we're not shopping there so we found a zara and we said all right we're giving ourselves 20 minutes to go in and try to find an outfit that is going to help us fit in at this party which is going to be tricky because all of our nice stuff is lost. And especially, we're trying to, we're interlopers here. Yes. We know there's a 98% chance we weren't actually invited. We need to blend. Yeah. So, and, and that's tricky. Again, we're with, like Shane said, the upper echelon of New York society. Anyway, in 15 minutes, not even 20, maybe less, maybe 10, we both find outfits. I find a dress. My dress is like $50. So it was amazing. It looked great. I had my shoes. Shane found an awesome suit, like pants and top and shoes. Yeah, mine came to 240 in total. So I did pretty good. I didn't make the 150 marker. Yeah. But I'm hoping the airline can help us out. Yeah. But anyway, so then we go, we have, after we get the outfits, I think 25 minutes to actually get ready for the party. 
So then we just like, I do my hair and makeup so fast, but I'm really trying to do it well, but it's, it's tricky because oh, I bought hair products. I'm not used to, I'm, I'm buying <laughs> volumizing spray. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to look good. I'm using your Dyson trying to figure out how to make it. Cause uh, it was so hard. Yeah. It, it's like a blow dryer. Too, yeah, yeah. It was so stressful. Anyway, we get ready. We're like, all right, you know what? We look as good as we're going to look. I was pretty proud of us. I thought we looked nice. And on the cab ride there, I'm telling Alex, listen. This might be, we might have built this up. This might yeah. be nothing. This might be for influencers. We might go in, see the lineup, and it's all people who look like you, Alex. Yeah. So let's not get our expectations one way or the other. Anyway, we pull up. It's all people who look like certified billionaires. People are wearing tuxes. Everyone's at least 10 years older than us. Half the crowd was certified billionaires. Yeah. and Or obvious models. And, you know, yeah. sometimes you see someone who's really attractive and you're like they could be a model but when you see a legit model there's yeah. no questioning it you're just like that's a model that's a model yeah it's just a weird look you know like it's, it's unearthly yes it's very odd and then so <laughs> i'm more nervous than you at this point <laughs> we're walking to the line i lose all my confidence i'm definitely the worst dressed person at this party <laughs> The woman goes up to you. She has like an iPad. The I guess the guest list. huge security guard too. Like you would not get into this. Like the, the woman with the iPad is not the barrier of entry you need to get by. She's just checking to see. I actually don't know because you, you said Alexandra Cunningham. She typed it in. She said, okay. And then I'm in my mind. I'm like, okay, good. I'm her plus one. And then she turns to me. She goes, what's your name? I go, uh, I'm with her. Guys, Shane had zero cool in this moment. I thought he was going to be cooler. So I was like Alexandra Cunningham trying to sound like I'm supposed to be here. And then Shane's like, oh, I, I, I'm with her. And he sounded unsure of himself. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh man, this is where we get thrown out because Shane has, and he's usually so cool in a lot of situations, zero cool right now. Because I don't want to blow it. And so I go, I, I'm with her. I'm her plus one. <laughs> and she goes, what is your name? That doesn't matter. And I, I'm like, Shane Cunningham. She goes, okay, types it in. I don't know what that system <laughs> told her. Like, what happened? Then we're just in line now. And just nervously, it's moving. We, we go in. We make it past the massive security people. And then all of a sudden, we're in this weird world with this, I don't know what, like 18-foot gold. Like Buzz ass, Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin statue. Uh, and it's like a, a maze of mirrors yeah it was it was very cool it's like in between a fun house a cult and a really expensive hotel and it was like a maze of mirrors this display with really famous um omega watches throughout the yeah. years because they work a lot with olympic teams and actors and things like that so like an elvis watch well this was at a factory that it's called chelsea factory mm -hmm. yeah so it was it was very cool and they had it done up to the nines and People are walking around with like glasses of very expensive champagne. They had a couple house-made cocktails that were beautiful. And again, everybody looks like the billionaires they are. Yes. Open bar, of course. And it's one of those open bars. It's so cool. Like you can't tip even if you want to. It's like you, it would be, you'd look like a loser if you went to tip. Yeah. It was, it was bizarre. And so we're walking around and, you know, kind of taking note of people that we recognize and people that seem like they should be people we recognize, but oh, we it's don't. Like, oh, there's Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. The Karate Kid was there. Yeah, the guy from, uh, yeah, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> the guy from the Blank Space video for Taylor Swift, yes. like that main model dude. Uh, Victoria Justice, Justice yeah. is there. And of course, Nicole Kidman. Guys, she Nicole Kidman. So she walks up. They're like, all right, Nicole Kidman's going to come out and kind of get the party started. So the Omega CEO was there, who's this, you know, really wealthy guy. He's the president and CEO. He comes out. He says, thanks, everybody, for coming. And I want to bring out one of our best brand partners who we've been working with for 20 years, Nicole Kidman. She comes out. I mean, she may as well have been eight feet tall. She just glided onto this very low platform, like five feet away from us. <laughs> looks stunning and just really casually talks to the crowd about you know why she loves omega how happy she is to be in new york her favorite watches and then she's like all right now i'm gonna come out and mingle and hang out and then she did just that and it was just so bizarre because seeing her in real life she just really did seem ethereal like mm -hmm. it was it was bizarre it was really bizarre and she was within touching distance like i could have 
grabbed her by the hand if I wanted. Well, people are asking her for a photo. And I go, Alex, do you want a photo? And you're like, yeah, I do. I was I and was trying. You were not. You were staring at Nicole. <laughs> like, it was like neg theory or whatever, where you're trying to make her come to you. It's That's Nicole Kidman. You just have to go, Nicole, can I have a photo? But you're just playing it so cool. Nicole's nervous because she doesn't want to walk by you. And then you don't want a photo? No, I was trying to give her the eyes, Shane. I was giving her the eyes like, I love you. Come take a picture with me. She tested. I was watching the interaction. It didn't go down. You didn't get a photo with her directly. You were in the background of someone else taking a selfie, which is still pretty cool. So I'm in a picture with the So I filmed someone else taking a selfie with you. Ended up being in that selfie. Um, But yeah, the DJ was awesome. Like He Mm -hmm. kind of looked like Danny Masterson, but (laughs) not obviously. And... He was, uh, what, what, it went to like two? Yeah, it went, no. no oh, no, no. It, went, it felt like two for us. Well, because we had such it, a long it day. It only went till 10, but it felt late. And everybody was, you know, got pretty loose by the end of the night. Yeah. You see the models going home with the actor. And you're just in the middle of this, the best uh, people viewing of all time. Somebody we forgot to mention. Who's Speaking that? of models and actors. Paul Wesley from Vampire Diaries and the new Captain Kirk. He was there too. Yes. Um, That's the same guy. Paul Wesley is playing the new Captain Kirk, right? Yeah. 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 He was there with his model girlfriend, but it was nuts. And I, w- I want to say, I liked telling Shane this that night when it happened because I liked trying to make him jealous, uh, which is I get jealous easily. He doesn't. So I like to try to do that when I can just to remind him that I'm a hot commodity. Tyler Cameron was giving me the eyes. Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. Gigi Hadid's ex. Yeah. I caught him a couple times giving me the eyes. Like well, caught him. He, I'm not saying you're wrong, but he could have been looking at you to see if you're looking at him. Famous people do that. No, 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 Shane. It was like I wasn't when it first started. I wasn't even looking at him. He was looking at me, and then I was kind of scanning the room and saw him, and then he looked at me and gave me eyes. It takes two to look. It was like this. It was like this. Like hmm. he like there was a the slightest head nod ever. Yeah. And a little bit of a well, an he knows eye the demo. You're in that demo, so he's like and. I, th- I think uh, you claimed a lot of people were giving you the eyes that Two night. people. In fact, that was your favorite game. That guy's giving me the eyes. Shane, That guy's giving me the eyes. Two people. Tyler Cameron and that young model guy. Yeah. With the hot model girlfriend. Yes. Someone was giving me the eyes. I now, know. Was there a more handsome, potentially richer man standing directly behind me? <laughs> yes. But did it look like eyes were being glanced at me? Definitely. See, and that is not debatable. We did make friends with, well, I made friends with the uh, CEO of Omega. Oh, he liked you. He wanted to, you asked for a selfie and he kept wanting to take more and more. He's like, I need to smile bigger. Let's smile bigger. Let's laugh in it. And he's like giving me directions for these selfies. It was so funny. He's a cute guy. No, no, like cute. Like he's like cute. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's bet. old. Yeah, but he's handsome. And he is handsome. very well off. Not that money <laughs> matters in this life. He's a cute, rich grandpa. It doesn't. But anyway, guys, so the party was on the total extreme end of what we thought it would be in a good way, which we really weren't expecting. We thought there was like a 2% chance of it being like that. And And then, go ahead. I was just going to say, and the fact that we snuck in, amplified it so much, like legally snuck in. I don't know how to like classify this mission we went on, but if we were actually 100% invited, I don't even know if we would have went. But the fact that it was this weird mystery just made the trip so exciting and i implore anyone if you ever have an opportunity to do something weird like this do it because it's just yeah it's just so much fun it made me just i just love snooping yeah. on all of the like it was like all really wealthy people in the art and culture scene in new york i didn't say a word all night to anyone <laughs> other than you yeah. i wouldn't dare i just wanted to people watch i wanted to see what was going on like who's doing what i love the end of the night to see who was going home with each other. I always loved watching that little cat and mouse game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very cool. Uh, we leave and we go to a restaurant. Yeah, Chelsea Cafe. But basically, guys, we... Wait, you don't want to talk about that? Why not? Because I don't want to. Okay. Why? We got... Okay, can I just tell a really quick version of it? Okay. Okay. 
We got in a cab. I gave him the wrong address, which was like in Brooklyn of where we needed to go. And then Shane got in the cab after me and gave him the correct address. And then the cab was refusing to take us to the correct address and was like, no, I'm going to the first one in Brooklyn. Shane's like, well, then you need to, we need to get out of this cab. And he's like, no. So then it was getting really scary. We called 911. Then he stopped at a red light. We got out of the cab and we were waiting for the police. And then he called 911 because we were escaping our fare. Then the cops came and mediated. And then he wanted us to pay him like 90 bucks. We paid him 10, which was the cost of from where he took us to where we got out. It was scary. I hate confrontation. And honestly, it's still, I still am like nervous in my chest about it. It gives me butterflies. But that was kind of fun and exciting in a weird way. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with telling that story. It's a good old New York cab interaction. And the police, like the, it was a young officer. He's like 24. He's like, just take an Uber. He's like, don't, don't take a New York cab. The female like, police officer told me that too. She yeah. was like, don't take cabs anymore. Only take Ubers. Yeah. But you lost your wallet too. I lost my wallet that night, guys. So we lost our luggage. I lost my wallet. It was fun. But I will say in the time that we were in New York, Shane, we did it so well. We made the most of every second we had. We did everything. We ended up seeing Bill Burr comedy show. Who was that guy that was hilarious that I'd never seen before? Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie Chang. Ronnie Chang was amazing. Uh, David Tell. We had such a blast. I went to the restaurants I wanted to go to. What's that restaurant called? The Paris? Angelina Paris. Angelina Paris. That was pretty cool restaurant. It's very cool. Um, but we had the best time. And it was the most whirlwind, wild adventure that we've had in ages. Like, because it was so spontaneous, so spur of the moment, nothing was really planned. And we were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And it was all kind of brought together and made even more amazing because of where we were staying. And we stayed in a place, it's not, they don't call themselves a hotel. They're not an Airbnb. It's like a mix of the two somehow. It's called Sonder. So they have locations all around the world. In New York alone, they had like, I don't know, about 10 locations. We stayed at Somber Chambers. Sonder. Sonder. Sorry, we stayed at Sonder Chambers. Sonder Chambers. (laughs) (laughs) And the name itself is so good. Have you heard the word Sonder before? Like, do you know what it means? No. So it's like, Okay, this is not an exact definition, but it's something along the lines of when you're traveling and you see somebody like for a fleeting moment or something, and then you have like a profound feeling of just knowing that they have a whole life, a whole story that is so intricate and amazing and so vastly different from your own. And the fact that everybody has this huge life that is obviously, a, it's like a different world than the one we're living in. Use it in a sentence. I want to start using it. I don't know how. I don't know okay, how. Wait. I'll, I'll, it's like a feeling. So it's like if you're reading a novel, it'd be like, I sat beside a man on a plane and I couldn't help but think there was a sonder. Shane, I don't even know. I have mm. to look it up. Okay. But it's it's for this like anomaly, this weird feeling. So it's kind of like deja vu, but different version. Yeah, I guess. But again, I wouldn't know how to use it in a sentence. Got to look that up. But it's so cool. So it's like kind of you you don't have to deal with a concierge or a front desk if you don't want to but they are there until like 11 o'clock at night and then they leave but you get passwords all controlled through a really easy app and then you can sign yourself into the hotel like just through the app and then you are given a code to your room or you can just use your phone like as a key kind of and guys we were upgraded to the best room in the house (laughs) yeah we we were like well we would like to stay at this room which is in New York, rooms are typically smaller, but this one had stairs going up. It had a Peloton. It had two washrooms, a massive bathtub. And how we got that was we told Sonder, listen, we're going to a Nicole Kidman <laughs> event. We were definitely 100% invited. So it'd be in your best interest to give us this room. And they're like, well, you know, if it's a Nicole Kidman event or whatever. And the, this amazing woman who works at Sonder got us this amazing room we we did still pay a very small yeah. percentage so like we paid for a lesser room yeah we paid but all the rooms all things considered are very affordable oh my god they are like the room we had at any other place would have been like three thousand dollars a night mm-hmm. it would have been insane uh and the thing that you missed out which was a huge feature for me was we had a massive terrace 
like a huge oh. terrace. So it was amazing because we'd make coffee in the morning, go stand out there, like coming home from the bar at night, we'd go and just stand out there and look at the city. And it was, it was honestly so beautiful. It was so practical. It was so stylish. Um, and just like comfy, like it felt yeah, amazing. And everybody that worked there was so nice too. Yeah. So legal scams pay off. Do I it. implore everyone to find out a legal scam that they can pull off something that's very cool and bordering on should we do this should we not do it that's all the cab driver was doing he, he could be arguing that right now <laughs> yes that's what he did it's my it. legal scam so okay wait so new york takeaways do the legal scam if you get invited somewhere by accident and they really met somebody else but they gave you the invite take advantage of that like you only get so few opportunities take everybody's faking it that's what i've learned every single person in this world is faking it in some regard so just take those chances. Even when we went to the Madison Square Garden, or Madison Square Garden, I guess they call it, no the, um, a door opened while we were waiting in line with our, we had very shitty tickets. I think there was only like 30 tickets available. And this is where we went to see Bill Burr. When we, yeah, when we saw Bill Burr. This door opened and this guy was going to a VIP section. And I'm like, I could just walk in that door right now because he kind of flipped it open. Yeah. I could have slipped in behind him. Security wouldn't have said anything. And it probably led to an amazing area of MSG that we could have saw the show from. 100%. 100%. And I actually did that move before years ago. Conan O'Brien came to Toronto. Ooh. A door flipped open. I slipped in. All of a sudden, I'm right beside Jim Carrey and Conan. Insane. Legal scam. That's amazing. So, okay. So, legal scams. Say yes. Number two. Um, take Ubers only. Take Ubers only if you go to New York. Don't take a taxi. And definitely don't take one of those guys that drives you in the bike. They oh, look cute. They look yeah. Instagrammy. Do not get on them. Shane legitimately saw the guy as the woman was getting out to pay. The guy slapped on a sticker that said $8 per minute. And per this, person. Per too. person. So this woman probably just got off like a 30 minute ride and was looking at like a bill that was huge. So and people with kids are liable to fall for this because you want to, the kids are going to point at it. They'll want to yeah. do it. It's not even don't go on it. It's negotiate the price before you get on it because they will pull the bait and switch. And negotiate it while your cell phone is recording as well. Oh, film it. Always yeah. have, always have evidence of things because in New York, they can say anything. And if you don't have evidence, then you're going to get screwed. But with those people, call the cops on them if they do try something because I looked that up and cops will always side with you. Unlike mm -hmm. in New York with a cab, they might <laughs> well, side they, with the cab. They had us all compromised though, in yeah. that situation. But and then finally, a third New York takeaway: just do it all. Work through your exhaustion. Work through walk everywhere because you get so much of the city by walking. Like if you're taking the cabs, I think you miss so much to see. Um, and just if you're like we were only there for forty eight hours or less. And we did so much and I loved like my shin splints are hurting now. I'm obviously so sick, but it was so worth everything we did. It's hard to get exhausted too because the energy mm. of the city is oh, it's frenetic. You're breathing it in. Yeah. And you'll just, when you get home, you'll just be terribly ill. <laughs> but guys, thanks for listening to this episode, us recounting our trips. If you want to know anything more, if you want information about anything specific, shoot me Um a question on Instagram and then we'll save it for next week's podcast in the mailbag segment uh, and we'll kind of revisit this but so much fun again anything traveling with kids family travel shoot us DMs we'll get to it but yeah thank you so much for listening to episode 190 oh shit I'm screwing this up you, you're the worst at doing this part I know I know here you do it show me how it's done alright but thank you all for listening to the podcast because this is this, this family, family tree podcast. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Episode 190. And folks, wait, before we leave, I will say that in real life, Shane was so much more smoking than Tyler Cameron and Paul Wesley. And I don't say that as a joke or anything. Hmm. You were. And I've told Shane that a hundred times since we left the party. And I just wanted to make it known on the podcast as well. Well, you look better and taller than Nicole Kidman. Well, I know that's a lie because she looked like a gazelle. Okay. But folks, thanks so much for listening in. We'll hit you next week. Okay, wait. Let's just try normal end. Okay. Okay, everybody. That's the episode. Thank you so much for listening to This, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast. Podcast, episode 190.